Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Eminent As You podcast. If this is your first time listening, firstly, welcome. And secondly, think of us as your friendly neighbourhood video game book club. Coming straight at your ear holes with a different game each episode to discuss and pick to pieces so you don't have to. Whether you've played the game alongside us in anticipation of the podcast, whether you played the game before or even if the game is nestled comfortably in your pile of shame, there will be something here for you so rest assured we have you covered ladies and gentlemen what a treat we have for you this week which i feel like i say every week but we've had a good (laughs) run of games of late we have not one not two not three but four games to discuss Mm. as we celebrate the 30th anniversary of super mario all-stars released on the super nintendo on the 14th of july 1993 and as usual with me this week is my partner in crime mr alex aldridge how you doing today alex i don't know um hot again even though it's not really a hot day i don't know what's happened have i got pre-podcast sweats am i worried who knows i it's been raining in in aberdeenshire for about three weeks solid i noticed you're wearing jeans and a jumper so yeah Uh, as always i miss it that's so british i can't be talking about the weather do you want to hear a funny story yeah let's go toilet story oh okay so you've not been standing any queues at White Hart Lane recently, so I'm well, sure no, there's, there's nothing go. on there, is there? Exactly, exactly. Um, the because of uh, Cassie's sleeping early and not, we're not wanting to wake her up. Uh, typically, if our ensuite toilet uh, in our bedroom is used at night, it will not get flushed, which is not not great. Uh, certainly not for frivolous little things. So, I the other night, I think Rach was either asleep or just in bed reading or something. And uh, I went for just a standard sit-down wee, as you do. Uh, you know, little dab at the end mm-hmm. with the toilet paper, not like a, you know, not like a dab. Oh, that as well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I stand up, give it a little flush, quick look. There's something black and solid in the toilet. And I'm like, well, you know what the, I'm like. Anybody listening I- to this podcast knows what I'm like. So I'm thinking, did I just shit? <laughs> I, I, I know I sat down, but I don't think I did it. So I could do a quick safety wipe. Nope, clean. Okay, wasn't the shit. Did I? I can't have pissed out whatever that was because I felt totally normal, so it's not that. Did my asshole leak? Why is there something black and solid in the toilet bowl? So I go out of the toilet. Rach, did you did you put anything in the toilet? What? No. Oh, well, no, I did put some of Cola's hair in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake, woman. What are you trying to do to me? I mean, is there anything more terrifying than if you just turn into the toilet and see something you're not expecting? That is, you don't want to have that going on. So yeah, it was a clump of black Labrador hair congealed into what conveniently looked like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. A ghost? Yeah. (laughs) An alien? Yeah, just a middle finger to to me and a a fucking NHS logo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> better get to the doctor because that's the worst thing I'd already flushed it so I couldn't then check it's gone it was just a fleeting flash of what was that and then it's gone so she needs, she's been warned if, if you're putting weird things in there before I go to the toilet 
flush it in case I freak out and think flush it or you could get a whiteboard or a chalkboard and put it above the toilet and then she could just write anything that's gone in so you can check it (laughs) yeah days since last toilet based freak out zero yeah (laughs) you're just gonna have to get into the habit of looking in the toilet before you sit down mate just think well if you lived in Australia do you know how to do that in case there's like fucking (laughs) jabbing snakes coming out there at your bumhole there's a croc in there yeah yeah you don't want killer. Is it Killer Croc from? Good God, no! Arkham Asylum. You don't want him in there. I mean, listeners might be thinking as well that it's you know I love my wife dearly, but it's a bit of an odd decision to put dog hair in a toilet rather than a bin. I I, I can't talk. If I if I shave, I shave in the bathroom. So rather than put it in the bin, you know, like just with the clippers to like tri- trim my beard. Yeah, I put it down. I sort of scoop it up and put it down the toilet. Okay. Fair enough. That's well, exactly the same thing, then. Isn't it? It's probably unusual. I have been moaned at by my girlfriend a few times for doing it, but I just kept doing it and she stopped. So she's either got over it or she's just thought, "This is futile. <laughs> it's going to continue." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough then. I guess. Yeah, I shave over the sink and then it gets that probably clogs that right the fuck up. Well, so yeah, we we when we bought our house, we had a a nice clogged clogged ensuite uh, oh. bathroom sink. And then I took the took the U bend off, and it was full of black hair. So someone had been doing exactly that for years. So that Good was nice. God. So yeah, I think the toilets may be a safer place for colas hair. Somebody once bought me, and I I can't really use it because we don't have the the sort of proper space for it. But they bought me like a shaving bib. So you oh yes, on. does it actually work? No, because it's got like suckers that's supposed to stick to the mirror and then catch all the hair into the bib. But yeah. I don't know if I just have like a really weighty beard, but it always just used to come off the mirror. Even that, again, I was sweating beard. up a storm. And sweating. I just, you know, the condensation then made it droop off. But yeah, it would always just, or I'd knock it, you know, I'd go for a a, a nice bit of, you know, fine line trimming and yeah. I'd elbow the fucking thing and then the yeah. hair would go everywhere. <laughs> so, no, that was binned. Thanks anyway, Rachel's mum, for Christmas. Cheers. <laughs> you might have, I don't know about you. I mean, You've never, I've never seen you grow like an enormous beard, but I don't have the patience. And mine's not huge. Yeah, mine's not huge, but it's definitely been the subject of a lot of gift buying at Christmases mm. and birthdays. Beard books, beard like style guides, beard, uh, beard balm, beard wax, beard oil, beard beard bib. I just get loads of beard shit. Mine tend for for a good solid while. All my gifts sort of morphed into whiskey gifts which was great oh yeah and then it's sort of just become i just sort of get gift vouchers and money now but i'm quite happy so like from annie's mom and dad i usually get gift voucher for that retro game shop so basically oh, that's I just perfect. go in there yeah i just go in there and i'm just like right this is what i've got to spend and just look for stuff until i've spent the money and yeah. usually spend more than i've gone in with in terms of vouchers oh god right okay here we go speaking of spending stupid stuff i've done some more bullshit buying yes so what are you doing we've been we're, uh, spoiler everybody we're going to do another music tier list later on but let's david from s to d we'll have a little quick tier list of what alex has bought on <laughs> e- ebay slash cex in the last There's only three games to go through it wasn't a massive okay. splurge um so first of all we have <laughs> Pro Evolution Soccer 6 on the PlayStation yeah, S- 2 yeah. for, for I, 50 pence. Yeah, that's S tier. Got it to be. I often have thought, well, not that we live close to each other, but if we ever lived close to each other, a fun sort of like YouTube 
video series would be to pick like game series and sort of work our way through them. So like, mm. oh, we're going to do wrestling games for a month and then we just play different wrestling games. One of which would would have been like Pro Evo slash football games over the over the generations. I think that yeah. would be a great one. So a Pro Evo game is spot on. Also, also Pro Evo up to this point, I think the the days are done now. But up to this point, the Pro Evo has done me solid on the video on our draft. This is why I bought episodes. it, mm. which is going to be a running theme for all these things that I bought. Because <laughs> <laughs> I also went ahead and bought uh, Trauma Center. Okay, was, yeah, I'm interested to see what you think about that because I'm sort of dimly aware of those games. Mm. It's part of my love-hate relationship with CEX because sometimes they're a joke and as I think I may have said on here before, like the, the way that they charge pound ninety five postage on every single item, if you buy like a basket of 10 games, you're getting charged one ninety five for every one of those Each game, games. they don't Even bulk. if they come in the same parcel. It's one ninety five each time because they say, "Oh, we well, we've got to source it from different stores to get it to you." So that's why. So that sucks. But a fiver for that DS game was good because you look on eBay, that game goes for like fifteen quid. It's funny. It was was it that? It was when you sent the sort of screenshot of loads of trauma center games on yeah. Discord. Was it? Yeah. Um, I was looking at it. It was like CEX. It's like we buy for fifty p, we sell for, and it was like. Five I don't quid, know, yeah. A fiver or something. Like, oh my god! A the markup, markup yeah, is uh, it? The markup is absolutely insane. They make. Yeah, I'll never forgive them for selling that PS Five for seven hundred and twenty pounds when it was uh-huh. scarce. That's disgusting. That's professional yeah. scalping, high yeah. street level scalping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. the final game I bought was Ridge Racer Seven. Yeah, that's another S here. That one. I hope KDB Hopefully. picked it. Well, based um, on that, yeah. In the last draft, I don't even think it got. What did it get? Like eighty. 80- one wasn't massive as he probably that's another series i'd like to go in a deep dive of is the old red racer games yeah it's about time i played one i've never played any i think even in an arcade i'm not i've not played a massive amount of them and i like i've got a vague memory of sort of like i really liked them back in like the ps1 days so i played is it like one and two i think is on ps1 if i remember correctly i really liked those and then i sort of had a massive hiatus and then i think I didn't play a Ridge Racer game till the PS3, and I didn't like it. There's like there's mm. like a certain brand of racing game, and this the only way I can think to describe it is it's like the car on the screen. Someone has stuck a metal pole through the through the roof into the ground, and rather than like and, and it's like when you turn corners, it's like the car turns on the axis of the pole. It's the only way I can think to say to describe that. America Car sixty four. V, v, v rally did that did one it? of the v rally games not all of them but one at least one of them and like as soon as i notice it i'm like i can't play this racing game how good is a rally game i haven't played a rally game in eight i start playing i started oh. playing a bit of dirt five but i never really yeah. got anywhere with it there's a i think like every few years i've got like a massive deep dive into a, into a, a rally game in me the problem is is i think forza horizons eating I think it Eating has. the lunch of those games. Yeah, it has. Maybe I just need to stay away from them for a while and go deep on a dirt. Because, uh, yeah, you're would, right. Like, I'd like, like to dirt, do that, yeah. Dirt 2 was the one I, I lost so much time. I was even playing that online and stuff. That was that was magic, that game. You got me into dirt in general. So whatever it was that you loved, I think I must have bought as well. Because yeah. I never even looked at them <laughs> until you told me how good they were. They're so much fun. Yeah. And even like Sega Rally on the 360, I really like. Sega Rally, I think it's called Rick. 
Revo Revolution. But I haven't played that in years. That would be a fun. Maybe maybe like on our downtime at lunchtime, so we're not doing anything. We just need to or just text each other, make a spreadsheet of like we'll pick what we'll do is we'll pick a theme, and we'll just start listing, try and make our top ten games within the theme. Oh yeah. Oh, we could bring that out for a pod. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> we fun. Can, we can fill a gap in the shedge with one of those. I we... was um, oh, sorry on the on the subject. Some we're talking about because I was looking through the games we've got coming up this year. I started my hunt for video game guides again, so I'm probably going to end up <laughs> buying a lot of nonsense video game guides. I was like, oh, I, I don't have. I used to have Metal Gear Solid, but it, again, it got destroyed in the great the great flood of uh, Scotland. What year <laughs> so was like, that? I was like, we need to year it. The great flood. Oh, of what? Mm, must be two. Like two, three years ago. So let's say the great yeah. flood of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> as if that year wasn't bad enough. I know. Fucking <laughs> games as well. Um, Metal Solid goes for like 30 quid these days. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'll buy, I could, in, in anticipation of the game coming, or of us covering the game, I could get the, the PS1 game and see if I can find the guide. Because I've got the Metal Gear Solid 2 guide, and I think I've got Metal Gear Solid 2 on PS2. But it's quite remind expensive. Me what, remind me what consoles you've actually got over there now. What um, I've actually physically got. Yeah. We may have to cut this, and I'm going to have to go and open my cupboard because I cannot remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess you, uh, after the Great Flood of 2020, you would have had to, well, basically restock almost all of them. So you used to have a billion consoles. Now I have no idea. Oh, is it? Oh, they're all in a box. Well, some of them. So I have on a shelf out on display. I've got an OG fat PS1. I've got God, a I Dreamcast. Say PS2 for a minute. I've got a fat PS2. No. Oh, sorry, I meant three. What am I on about? No, and for, I'm keeping my eye out for a good deal. Y- yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a Sega Genesis and... What, an actual Genesis? Get... Yeah. Oh, lovely. Where'd you get that? So that was Annie's... Annie's family used to have an American come and stay with them in the summer. And as a thank you, she bought them games consoles. And they don't want oh, them, so yeah. I, I picked them up. So And then I've also got my... Well, downstairs I've got my PS... If we're going all of them, PS5, Switch, Xbox Series S, and then I've mm. got an Xbox Series X up here. And I've got my Xbox One X that I use as like a streaming box Yeah. in my bedroom. And then I've got an OG Xbox, which I got off my sister. And there's my PS4. I've got a... I don't know what version of a 360 that is. That's an Elite, I it's think. It's a matte one, though. I thought the Elite was shiny. And this is oh, Matt. That's the same one I've got, actually. So I'm not sure what this is. 360S. Don't even know what that is. Um, and I've got my Wii U, obviously, which we, I bought for oh, yeah. Wind, Wind Waker. We are getting back up there. But yeah, I'm not returning because I'm quite, I don't know. I, I fell down a bit of a, a PlayStation console rabbit hole before you rightly reminded me that if I'd would probably be better fall down an Xbox console rabbit hole because I can actually play the games. Yeah. So I've sort of pulled out of that and I'm going to fall down an Xbox one. Anyway. This is not the Xbox variant podcast No, yet. but we're, as, we've discovered, as we've sort of established, we're both excellent at wasting money. Yeah. When it comes to video game tat. <laughs> Endlessly. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I just, I just did it two days ago. Based off of my own podcast. I didn't even get influenced by outside sources. Just 
Ridge Racer 7. Hmm, that exists. Doesn't exist in my house, though, does it? Yet. Not yet. It soon will, though. Yeah. How's Yakuza treating you before we get back into Mario? How far have you got any further today than any more? I haven't had a chance to play today, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I'm hoping to get a wee cheeky 45 minutes in after we finish this podcast. I'm going to sit and watch that. Because um, I'm currently sleeping in... I don't know what... Like, this is like two things. One, one, I'll finish my sentence. I'm currently sleeping in the living room because both Annie and I are unwell. And Annie has a cough. And I cannot sleep when Annie's coughing all night. So I'm like, I'm just going to go downstairs and sleep. Because... I'll I'll get more sleep that way. So yeah, I'm right in front of the Dog big cuddle. TV. So, hmm? yeah. Dog cuddle. So Annie Annie gets Toby because he sleeps upstairs anyway, and I get oh, okay. Henry. So I get All the right. wee guy who nice. just like likes to sort of sleep in your head, which is fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, where I'm going with that is yeah. So I'm sitting in the living room with the big TV. So yeah, hopefully I'll. Uh, oh, where I'm going? Yeah, it's stupid. I sleep in the, I'm sleeping on the couch in the living room. I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but. I I live in a four bedroom house. There's no need for me to be sleeping on a couch. That's the brilliant. Is, it's just because of a TV down there, I guess. Right? It's because of a TV down there, and there's a lot of there's like some junk on the spare bed, and I can't be bothered taking it off. So I just gonna, it's easy to go downstairs. Like well, I could just like pick it up and put it on the floor, but that's too much effort. So I'll just go downstairs. Plus, don't you need you need maximum distance from the coughing as well? I assume like a, fl- a level mm-hmm. of the house yeah. between you two would work better than. Yeah, exactly. If I was just in the other room, I'd probably just put a heater through the wall. Whereas, it, maximum distance, you're right. So yeah, I, I am. I am shattered because I've not been. I heard you say well. before we started, I need to wake myself up, and I thought, oh, I wonder what's happened. But I've got go. like those. You know, like when you're really when you've you this you'll be well you'll be well familiar with this because you're a parent. But the when you're really tired, you've got like the, the itchy eyes. Mm-hmm. That's what I've had all day today. Yeah, I. Uh... Did not sleep well. Uh, was it last night? Yeah, it was last night. Because... Were you worried about pooping black? <laughs> oh no, that was. I, after a while, I did think this is definitely something Rachel's put in here. But I, but because it was such an odd shape, I was like, but what could she have put in there that looks like that? Why is it in the toilet? But um, yeah, last night Cassie woke up screaming about midnight, uh, which is one of the rare evenings where I was trying to sleep before midnight. And uh, a, a few days prior like during her daytime nap she was like screaming and Rach decided to like ignore her because typically that's you know that's how she's going to learn to put herself to sleep is we're not going to come in every time yeah. you cry or you're just going to do it forever so Rach ignored her and she cried for about an hour and a half before Rach decided to go in and be like right it's not going to work then realized she'd done a massive shit and thought like felt she was like a, a horrible mother for ignoring the fact that Cassie had a legitimate reason to not be sleeping and was crying, but we, she can't tell us that. So no. So last night she's screaming and crying, and I said to Rach, "Like, do you want me to go in and check that she hasn't pooed?" And uh, as I walked in to the, her room, she was stood up in her cot and she like backed away from me. Then I picked her up and she was just screaming, "Mummy!" and "No!" And then as I like like sat on the, we got a chair in there to try and give her a cuddle. Mm-hmm. She was just like kicking and pushing me away. That was horrible. So I just went back to bed. I was like, Rach, you're going to have to go in there. It's my, that's my, probably my first like proper rejection from, from my daughter. I'd just be like, no, mommy, mommy. While I'm trying to give her a cuddle. She's just like, does not want me. Then Get this morning, guy, fucking whatever time Cassie wakes up, six, seven o'clock or whatever, I hear, daddy. Nah, fuck you, kid. You had your chance last <laughs> night. Calling my name now. I'm sleeping. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach her. 
Yeah. For emotions she doesn't understand. She probably had a nightmare or something or didn't recognize me or couldn't smell Rachel mm-hmm. and the things she can provide to a kid. But it sucked. And I'm exhausted as well. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we'll try and bring the energy back for you as we talk about... Bringing it back. What I would say is probably once regarded as one of the greatest packages, certainly value oh. for money in gaming, yeah. until 2010 where they brought it out on the Wii and everyone thought it was the worst. Yeah. Because of... it was just the same thing on the Wii with a soundtrack CD and nothing else. No Game Boy games, no Mario World. Nothing. Great video game packages. Um, I try like Mario All Stars is definitely up there. The other, the other one that jumps out to me is the Orange Box. Oh yeah, that's a, want a great spoiler. One. Mm-hmm. That's on the next draft. Is it? Oh, is I've it? already got. I've already got my 2007 list done. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, they eventually made it a pack in as well. I assume one of the earlier pack-ins for the snares would have been Mario World, but I think that's how I got it because I never, I never had a box for the game. Oh, okay. Nintendo did that and did that annoying thing. They did it with the N sixty four as well. They wouldn't give you a box because I used to have Goldeneye without a box because didn't get it because it was a pack-in. Oh, really? I thought mm-hmm. I got a Goldeneye one that came with it, but it came with that shitty silver boxed one. I thought I've um I've got they a box did it with Wii Sports. I think you got a box for that at first, and then after a while, it got wasn't that anymore. Cardboard slipcase. Yep. The um I do have a Goldeneye box now, but I had to go looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get it with my N64. Wait, I, I no, even I remember it. opening up my N64, and it had in the in the polystyrene there was a little slot with Goldeneye in there. Oh, okay. Have you still got that? No. Alex, remember the flood of 2020. Come on, you no, have the box. No, no, I don't. Damn it, I thought I did because I, I gave my N64 to my sister and then she gave me it back, but she gave me it back in like 2019. So. Ungrateful. Yeah. Who gives back an N64? I suppose it was, it was always going to be a loan. You don't, keep yeah. a, you don't keep a David Smiley console forever, that's for damn sure, unless, you, no, unless no, no, you, no. of course, you are nature and water. The only thing I've never managed to wrestle off her is she's got a Game Boy Color. That I've got my eye on. Every time I touch it, she's like, you're not having it. I'm like, okay. What does she want it for? She plays Tet. Well, nothing, I don't think she uses it, but it's got Tetris in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've just had, I've had an urge to play the OG. So, we're not talking Mario Lost Star so far. Sorry. No, we're not. There's a... <laughs> I'll need, to, I'll need to figure out what it is. In fact, I'm going to have to find it because it's not fair in the listeners. But I sort of like to, like to stick on a YouTube video as I fall asleep. And I've started putting on Josh Strife Plays. And basically, these are like two-hour-long videos (laughs) where he just calls it Was It Good? And he he basically talks about the game and goes through each level (laughs) and talks about each level about a particular video game. So he's got things like Chrono Trigger, which is like two and a quarter hours. He's got Max Payne. He's got Croc, Medieval, um god of war and stuff so i've been sort of slowly dripping my way through that and i can't remember why i brought that up what were we talking about um the game boy color oh yeah so one of the ones yeah i watched him play he's played the like the red and blue pokemon games which put me in the mood to play pokemon i was just laughing at like this could have been re like renamed to two 
nearly middle-aged men forget stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what we were just talking about, both of us like, fuck, what were we saying? Forgetful, oh being rejected by children, sleeping yeah. on the couch. Can't nick a Game Boy. What's, her, what's your sister's name again? Tamara. Tamara, give him the fucking Game Boy, if you're listening. Please. I've got some Pokemon Blue to play. Although in the start of the, the Josh Strife Plays episode, he says, I had Pokemon Red because only real humans pick red or something. He just absolutely had a massive... Di- oh, no, he had a massive dig at Squirtle. That's what he did, which was like my go-to Pokemon in the first three. You don't have to pick the blue one because you bought the blue game. Jo- What's his name? Josh. Josh. Yeah. Come on, mate. You can still pick the red one. Just have you need to find a friend and then swap the first three anyway. That's how the game works, and then it becomes trivial for all of it because <laughs> you've got the three starters and it's yeah. just a joke. As I've said many a time, I've got blue and I've still got Mew on my cart. So I wonder if that makes it worth more. It must do. Hopefully, must yeah, it should do more. until it corrupts because Nintendo won't save and all that. Yeah, or the battery. Well, exactly. You've got to be careful with it. If you start a new... Basically, That's I think, hilarious. I, if I ever want to start that game again, I basically have to find another Game Boy, get a yeah. link cable, trade him away, and then get him back again. Yeah. And and if I ever... If I I find myself playing that game and you saw me play and you were like, oh, you've put me in the mood to play. You basically go and find another copy of the game as well, as well so that you mm-hmm. can not lose your previous save. Ah, anyway, Mario All-Stars. Mario All-Stars was directed, <laughs> was developed by Nintendo EAD. As, as David said, it came out 14th of July, 1993, 30 years ago by the time you're hearing this. 30. It was, it was directed by Takashi Tezuka, who is still a very high up member of Nintendo. The, it's the mad moment. how many of them are still there. Is that just like a Japanese culture thing? No, because I don't be. know if PlayStation's got quite the same. It's got... Um, Places have got Yoshida, I guess. Shuhei Yoshida and Kasurai. Is he still there? I don't know. Because he was the big... Was he the big one? Or... Yeah. Was that his name? Kasurai? They sort of do a stint. It's almost like a politician because Shuhei Yoshida used to be sort of the big boss. Now he's like... He's off in a little corner doing something now. Was that really the big guy? I thought he had a different name. Kasurai. Ken Kutaragi. That's who I think. Ken Kutaragi. He's another one, yeah. Um, But you're right. uh, Kasurai was chairman and ceo for a period of time kutaragi was his former sony ceo he ain't no mo he also had designed the sound presser for the snare sound processor for the snares oh huh guess that's what they did back then right yeah yeah so takashi tezuka at the time although we all associate miyamoto with the creation of mario correctly uh, he was actually the director of basically all the Mario games other than the first one. So he directed Lost Levels, directed Mario 3, directed Mario All-Stars, really? directed Mario World, Mario World 2. So um, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He also uh, directed Link to the Past and Link's Awakening. So the guy's, you He's know, chops. underrated legend of the company. Yes, I would say. It. Um, yeah, I feel like, like that is a good enough CV that we should all know his name in the same way as we know like Miyamoto and stuff like I that. I would say so, yeah, because he didn't uh, create the games, but he certainly... Iwata. Yeah. I need to read that Iwata Asks book. I bet there was some talk about, maybe not in the book, but there's so many of those interviews. I think he has talked about Mario All-Stars before, oh, maybe he? just with Koji Kondo talking about the soundtrack, but we'll get to that later. I feel like uh, you've probably got this in your, th- in your notes anyway, but I feel like I every few years forget that how how much better the 
Mario All Stars versions of the games look than the real G's. So, like, do you think they? I mean, they play basically exactly the same, but I, I assume you prefer them for that reason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I, I was like looking at various because sometimes there's a few levels over the courses of these four games that I just got completely lost in. Mm-hmm. And I was like looking up guides and how to get through them. And yeah, I was like, like it's Mario Two especially in three. I was about to say, I was, like, that's oh, a maze. My, for a long oh my god, they're like so different, and I just never realized that. I think it's probably probably because. Other other than Super Mario Brothers, my first interaction with these games was on Mario All-Stars. I definitely played three on a NES, first of all, in about 1991 when I was about four or five. Because I remember a, a rich family friend had like a NES and he had everything on it. Yes. Um, I don't know when I actually did play Mario All-Stars. Probably again at a friend's house. And I don't think I owned it till I was in my late teens, early 20s. Oh really? When I got the Mario All Stars World version, yeah, I don't think I didn't really have a SNES as a kid. I, I just friends had a SNES, and then I had a Mega Drive because you know we're British, right? <laughs> and that's what yeah. we did. That was our lot was Mega Drive. Mario All Stars is the second highest selling game on the SNES with 10, 10.5 million. Um, the SNES itself sold just under fifty million. So you're talking one in five owners has got a copy of the game. Do you want to do you want to tell me the top five? SNES Mario games? Super well, All Stars, Super Mario World. That's number one. Twenty point six million. Link to the Past is that in there? Because I know, like, no, no. I was going to say, no. like, up until the last couple of Zelda games, they notoriously are like darlings to the Nintendo fanboys, but they don't sell massively well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I've got two. I might, I might struggle here. What else? We've got be? three to go. Oh, sorry, yeah, you've got two. Yeah, three left. Um, We've talked about one of them on this podcast. Well, have we? Three. Mm-hmm. We've talked about one of them on this podcast. It's been a podcast episode, yeah. Oh, so is has, it? So has number six, but... I was trying to... Super Nintendo games. Well, Super Mario World, we did that. Yeah. And then we're doing All-Stars. Yeah. What other SNES game have we done? This year. You're going to have to tell me. I'm having a complete... <laughs> Mind blank. Donkey Kong Country. Oh, so we did. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country. Um, then you've got four and five to go. One of them is by Nintendo. One of them is not. Chrono Trigger didn't sell very well, did it? No. Um, is that a Final Fantasy? Is that a sports game? Uh, no, neither of those. What, like I say, one of them is, is still a Nintendo game. Number four is a Nintendo game. Number five is... F-Zero wouldn't have sold well enough. You're getting closer with that, though. Was it? Oh, Mario Kart. Yep, that's number Super four. Super Mario Kart. And number five was probably the biggest arcade game at the time. Better, better Street on the Fighter. Stairs. Correct, Street Fighter 2, number five. Only 6.3 million of that. Although that is quite a lot, actually, considering how much it would have made in arcades as well mm-hmm. and on the Mega Drive. What was the, was the SNES version, the, the de facto sort of home version? How did that compare to... The Mega Drive version. The Mega Drive version doesn't run as well as the SNES one, and of course, the Mega Drive only had three buttons versus the SNES having, oh, of course, uh, six. Of course, so you had the two shoulders and then the four face buttons, whereas the Mega Drive only had A, B, and C. So until they released the the, um, I guess it's the Mega Drive two controller. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong there, but it, that came out I think to coincide with Mortal Kombat two or one, one of the two. Because that's why they had the A, B, C, X, Y, Z, L, and R. That was for one of the Mortal Kombat games, anyway. The concept for Mario All Stars apparently 
came after they finished Mario Kart, which was 92. And they were working on Yoshi's Island in 95. So that was in production at the time. And there was a gap in the release schedule. So Miyamoto then said, let's do a value pack with all the Mario games in it. And he really wanted people to to um, have a go at lost levels. For some, for some reason, he thought that we'd all really love to play this Japan only, super hard, too hard for the West. Everybody knows as we, you know, uh, version of Mario, uh, rather than the retrofitted Doki Doki Panic that we got over here. Let's. Well, we'll stop with the facts for there for a second, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming you would say that you prefer what the Japanese would call Super Mario USA to Super Mario Brothers Two slash Lost Levels. Yeah, I didn't our version to. Yeah, I I think by so I started off playing the lost levels thinking I don't like this, I hate this, I hate this, and by the end of it I didn't like it, but I had sort of developed a bit of a respect to it. It sort of like I think I said to you in a text started reminding me of like the Mario Maker levels. That yeah, you would sort of downloading the just really brutal ones. Not necessarily um, by the best what the best makers either. Sometimes no. it's just spamming it with tons of shit. Yeah, and. <laughs> Yeah, that I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a great Mario game. I think if you look at the sort of cookie cutter format that makes Mario great, I don't think it ticks many of those boxes. If I'm honest, like, um, I mean, the guess the the things that the other Mario games do for the most part, and apart from a couple, is that they're they're really approachable and anyone can play them and anyone can get something from them and then it, the better players and the more invested players as they keep going and as they start to sort of pull the game apart and like dig into the edges and pull at the seams and stuff then there's a challenging game in there yes um the challenge is just off the bat and i think a lot of the, the challenge and i don't know what you feel about this maybe i'm just being maybe i'm being unfair but i felt that some of the challenges were just like brutally unfair in a way that Mario doesn't tend to be. I would um, say not only were some of them brutally unfair, they were actively hampering the general flow that should yeah. be inherent in every single Mario game. Yeah, There are a lot of them re- that require either a really precise jump or trying to find invisible blocks to get up somewhere high or get yes. across a big gap that if you don't know where they are, you're just, you've stopped dead, just yep. jumping in thin air, trying to find something that's in fucking invisible. Yeah. Um, I also found there's a couple of occasions where that you had to have sort of prior knowledge that something was coming. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, even on the snares, I found it quite shocking that even on that more powerful console, some of the, especially the castle levels where you've got like fire things, mm-hmm. they will not appear directly as soon as they are on screen. You you almost like get popping of them. Yeah, I'd find that I would be running and then all of a sudden there'd be a flame wall in front of me, one of them spinning flame things that should have been on the screen as soon as it was, you know, as soon as I walked near it. But no, it doesn't do it until it's right in front of you and you have to kind of pull the brakes really quickly. If we were Cheap. to rank mainline Mario games, this may well be my least favourite of the lot. I'm trying to think of one I like less. There's maybe spin-off ones, but this is... Yeah, like, I sort of had a grudge and respect for it. That You sent me a picture of 
was it why is this the worst platform in any mario game or what is the worst platform in any mario game and why is it this and yes like that that's the kind of stuff that reminded because there's like inverted versions of so, so for the listeners slash viewers the the picture you'd sent me was a picture of mario standing above a pipe that he needed to go down but the the platform you were standing on was as wide as the platform you had to get down onto so you had to sort of jump and get underneath it there was inverted versions of that as well we had to sort of jump out and over yeah you would do it late in the levels as well so if you messed up it would kill you and then start you again yeah yeah that's world eight four that is that jump that you're talking about that's i swear that must be infamous because there's also a fucking piranha plant coming out of that pipe you've got to get into by the way yeah, so it's, it's that one where at some point I'm going to muddle like a directly few directly below him and you have to jump and then move backwards in the air. Yeah. But you've got there's, to jump forwards to get off the platform. So there's in the piranha plants in that game at some point just stop caring that you're even there as well and yeah. they'll just come up anyway. Like not yeah, they seem if you're to go on out it. Sink but, as well, like, don't they? Yeah. Um, and there's one like two pipes you're expected to, to land on the edge of a edge of a pipe because the the plant will be coming up. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, I don't think it's a good game. No, do I. I? They clearly knew that as well. Like they said, it was too hard for us to to play. Um, which we've had this discussion on this podcast before, where I, based on that and that alone, I assume Japanese gamers are elite. They are way better than us. All their games are so hard, and ours aren't. And then you read like the magazines of the time, like later you know, N64 magazine mm-hmm. or whatever, and they would be like, "Oh, Japanese gamers don't like hard stuff. That's why yeah. they have, you know, there'd be certain versions of games on the N64 or whatever that era where European versions were harder because we apparently liked That's harder funny. games." But I don't understand how that cultural shift happened because based on this, I thought theirs were harder. Yeah, it's like always, but apparently not. Sure, surely the the former's true because like dark souls and things like that the souls games yeah. have come from japan yeah and i do think that's important though this isn't just uh if you've not played the lost levels which you probably have most people will listen to this podcast will have but this isn't just a get good thing it's a it's just a poorly i i think it's a poorly designed mario mario game like you more so than me but both of us do have it in us to enjoy and have a bit of a penchant for like brutally difficult games mm-hmm. and yeah this just isn't one of those g- games that... no and they, they 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 still knew that for the snes version because it's the only game on this whole package i think where you basically you can save it will save your progress to the level and then you start mm. Where is that it? Okay. you don't even have to if you game over playing all st- uh, lost levels you could do that level again. Not it doesn't even take you back to the start of that world like it does in the in Mario One, the original, or in all the other ones. I think if you have a game over in Mario Three, doesn't it kick you back to the start of the the world, I think you're right, the yeah. map that you're on? And Mario mm-hmm. Two probably would as well. Um, if you, yeah, certainly if you get a game over, it boots you back. Yeah, but this one lets you save after every single level because they knew how difficult it was. It also gives you more lives. All the games have more lives. I think that you start. Oh, with. really? Yeah, you get five instead of three on every single uh, one of them. And they did other stuff as well. Uh, obviously, they, they wanted to try and update the graphics to be closer to Mario World. Obviously, that's what they based their designs on. They had more colors, obviously, because of the more powerful hardware. They put a black outline around Mario to make him stand out better. As you said earlier, they, it looks far better than all the NES games. I yeah. mean, Mario 3 on the NES is 
like a technical marvel. It looks so much better mm-hmm. than almost every other NES game that came out off the top of my head. I think some of the Mega Man games look pretty damn good. Kirby's Adventure looks incredible for a NES game, but Mario 3 has to be right to the top of the best looking games on the console. Yeah, and so, it's great. I love it. I love, I love how that game looks. Yeah. I like how they recreated Mario's sprite and how the sprites are different for Mario for the games as well. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not just lobbing the same one over yeah. each game. And it's not, as well, it's also not taking the mechanics of all, like one, like it's not like, what is it? Mario Maker and Mario Maker 2, they all give it this, didn't they give it all the 2D, even the 2D versions, they gave it the physics of Mario, sort of new Super Mario Bros. Or I think Mario you're right. 3D World, they certainly yeah. feel consistent to me yeah whereas these ones are not they are the nez no i find it quite interesting that even like going through these games i I never quite got on with the sort of super mario brothers control style of mario it's not until sort of two mario brothers two and three Mm. that i actually thought oh yeah i like the way this controls and i don't know if that's a controversial thing to say because super mario brothers is such a legendary game but yeah I, i thought there was a sort of floatiness and skiddiness almost like to the to the character that i i don't like as much as the the latter games i certainly feel that mario 2 for obvious reasons in that it's not actually a mario game really Mm. felt very slippery and the movement there was very imprecise i wonder if it's that it does have the sort of more to me anyway it has the more responsive air movement and i wonder if that's perhaps mm-hmm. the thing and um, mario doesn't have it does have a little bit of it but it's it's less of it whereas even mario brothers 2 to me was quite you're right there is a slipperiness to the characters but there is yeah. a responsiveness in the air if that makes sense yeah i don't know like if anybody out there listening and knows who has found this out before let us know or i'll have to google it myself but i swear there's something there's something in mario one and lost levels where it like when it drags the screen over to catch up with you it almost it's almost felt to me a lot of the time like it's dragging mario as well in the way that it sort of transitions to pull the screen towards right, okay. the right it felt like sometimes mario is getting dragged sort of in parallel with the way the screen moves and it felt like it was causing me to die sometimes when i don't remember it doing that on the nes obviously i think mario 3 obviously you can go backwards again can't you you can like yeah, you're not yeah, blocked you by the yeah. left side of the screen. You can go right back to the beginning again. So it doesn't do it for that one, but it definitely felt like Mario One did a lot of it. Sort of like it sort of rubber bands itself, so to speak, to keep up with yeah. Mario, and it that affected his movement as well. I could be making shit up, but I feel like that was a thing. It feels true, even if it's not. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, creating the original feel of the games is is one of the first. You know, they were really, really keen to do so they um they they left all the level designs and mario's movement completely unaltered game by game they didn't add any new animations or actions all the alterations were apparently made by hand as well oh really um the one of the level designers or the uh, i can't remember what his position was but he basically had the original mario bros running alongside while he was working on it so that he could compare it side by side (laughs) frame by frame as he was doing it which is fucking incredible so these are full-on remakes then they're not yeah yeah they just yeah they sort of must have remade it by hand i guess well they altered it by hand so maybe maybe not maybe it, it was sort of pulled into 
the new graphics engine they just pulled the physics in okay. there but then they, if they wanted to make anything different because there are you can look at the differences on the mario wiki and there are there's just like almost an infinite number of tiny little changes so i think when they did that they went in and just did it like by hand took something right, out, okay. put it back in again they kept glitches in as well they consulted people who worked on like the original that. games during development um, but as I said, they did make it easier. They gave you more lives. They added save options, obviously, because now you had battery backup in the cartridges and save points. As I said earlier, we're after every level of the lost levels to make it easier for us. Mm-hmm. That's the main stuff that they changed. For Mario 1, obviously, during a, like I said, during a game over, you get a choice to continue save and continue or save and quit, um, which you didn't get in the original. I think it just started you for the whole thing again. So yeah, Mario. Like, yeah, lost levels. You start at the beginning of a current of the current level. If you die, um, Mario Brothers, the original, then you start at the beginning of the world, just like the original one that you did. Um, and in a two-player game, apparently for Mario One, one of the big changes there was that the second player now starts after you finish a level, rather than just if you die. So they kind of copied the Mario right, Three okay. Mario World style of level or die. Whereas the imagine, I, I remember like that kid I said who had the NES. I would go to his house. We play Mario One. He would keep going and going and going because it was his console. And then if I got my go and I died, it would be straight back to him immediately. <laughs> so I used to just sit and watch him for ages till he because he just wouldn't die. It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> right, but let's talk about so let's talk about Mario One because we talked about okay. boss levels. Um, we'll get more on that in a, in a bit. But you asked me before we started about you know how we would rank these games, which we'll get into after we've talked about all of them individually. Um, Mario One. I mean, now, even with the snares coat of paint, you can tell how sort of nascent stage it was in this idea of what this kind of game is. It feels mm-hmm. very basic. The levels are yeah, incredibly short. It does feel basic. And you're right. I was actually quite surprised how short the levels and the game felt. I thought I was, I thought wrongly that when we were undertaking Mario All-Stars, I was like, oh, this is a chunky boy that we're going to be getting through. But wasn't at all like each one is what three four hours max yeah i mean mario one i what did i say i beat it in 10 minutes the first yeah. time because of my i've just got the muscle memory of where the warps are for to get to world four and then to world eight and i did it yeah in like 10 minutes or so but even the full game is i'd say two hours maximum mm-hmm. short it's iconic obviously for a reason it invented yeah well you know it, it revived gaming as we know it it, it revived gaming. I think a lot of gamers, sort of of our age, and and by proxy, everyone a lot younger. I think a lot of people that play video games is either like directly or sort of once or twice removed are gamers because of this game. Probably whether that's absolutely whether that's like I don't know people of our generation. Well, I'd even say me. Well, maybe us, but there will be people our age. But then also, I guess we could also be slightly removed from that but like yeah you're right it saved the industry and it also like the, think of the millions of people that fell in love with games because of that game i mean i think well, that you're broadly, talking to, to one of those yeah games, i mean so, yeah. i think for me that it, this broadly applies to mario all-stairs this is the first proper like i mean it's a package of games but it's the first time yeah. i can remember sitting down for hours and hours and end playing a game it was and it was this all-stars game so it was like minus the lost levels because even as a kid i didn't like it <laughs> i would just sort of cycle those three games over and over again quite happily yeah. and this is the first of that and then obviously all stars is a sort of remake 
of the original the yeah. original big daddy and it it is is it's like the madonna of video games mario in that like that was that 1986 that game came out 87 yeah, I think 86. Uh, it might be 84 and 85 in Japan and the rest of the it world. It came out and like Mario, look at the size of the movie that was. Like He's still yeah. one of the biggest... He's now no longer just one of the biggest video game IPs. He's now one of the biggest IPs, surely. Uh, yeah, again, because I guess he probably had a this wave in the 90s when yeah. SNES was around. He was probably at his peak. But yeah, you're probably right that he's gone back there now with that the way that film's done. And even yeah, you think Filled of like his, his big stuff like this. His big um like competitors over the years are sort of like when Sonic was his nemesis. Like Sonic is would not exist if it wasn't Sonic is a direct competitor of Mario and the yeah. Sega the Sega consoles probably sprouted up or were allowed to sprout up and be successful as they were for as long as they were because of the way Nintendo sort of shepherded and reinvigorated the the industry. Absolutely. Such an important game. No question. Yeah. And it's not a bad game by nope. any stretch. It's I just, just... Think it's, it's it's still it's not it's a good game. It's still fun. I just think compared yeah. to some of the other games in this package, it's just showing its age a little bit, which is fine. Yeah. Like like we said, it's very basic and, and the levels mm-hmm. can be some of the levels last twenty seconds, if that. Yeah. Um I feel like, which is why I've long since sort of felt that like Speed Mario, this is where I would employ that the most is that I just, there is no thinking for these levels. It's just yeah, go done as it fast so much, as I just can. Just go and do it. Yeah, exactly. I, I found myself quite, it sort of gave me the notion as I was playing through because of how short it was. And I, I did, I sort of did the same as you, well, you already realized it, but I did the same as you and realized how short the levels were and how short the game was. I was like, isn't it funny that Mario started off this way and then it became a bit more of a meaty thing. And then when the sort of 3DS and the DS became a thing and then subsequently the Switch, like Nintendo became aware that you were going to be picking it up and putting it down picking it up and putting it mm. down and you may be like we're playing it on a bus you didn't have hours to dedicate to sitting in front of a tv screen because these were mobile devices they were going to have to be shorter sharper experiences then the level sizes sort of shrunk down again and became these bit more bite size and now they're yeah they're well i guess we're sort of because of super mario 64 they're a different thing now but yeah, yeah. i just thought it was an interesting realization yeah um and then yeah i guess as we've already briefly touched on mario lost levels is technically the sequel to it it was i suppose well in certainly in miyamoto's eyes the reason that this thing should have existed because that's what he wanted us to experience i just think it's the worst as you said rightly so it probably may well be the, the one of the worst mario games ever made and they've never the gone back to that well, really. So I think Nintendo may agree with that as well. It's it's not really talked about, and that that level of difficulty in a Mario game has hardly ever been replicated, if ever. I, I, I mean, I guess Super Luigi used probably one of the hardest right, harder okay. Mario games. I don't think I've played that. That's um, excellent. That's the best of all the new Super Mario stuff. Oh, I need to get to that as well. Then maybe off to Vinted to see how much that is after this podcast. Yeah, but yeah, they. In a com- for, a, for a company that is obsessed with being sort of family-orientated and being accessible, this game is neither of those to me. 
I just felt like they weren't prepared for the popularity of it and probably how quickly they had to put this out. Mm. And remember, of course, Lost Levels or Mario 2, the original one, is only on the Famicom disc system, which is maybe they were quickly trying to get something out to make that thing viable. Yeah. Clearly it wasn't because it disappeared afterwards. Um, but this just felt like, what, okay, um, what do we do then? Well, more of the same. Um, let's make it harder. Because the last one you can beat really quickly, and maybe people want a bit more of a challenge. And you know, people have my people must have played Mario One so much, and Nintendo were aware that general like whole like swathes of different countries and it's spreading across the world. Like people are playing Mario and talking yeah. about gaming. The fucking noun for games is Nintendo. They thought must have thought like people must play this game so much that they must find it really easy and we need to really challenge them so that this will last them longer they have longer to get through this game because now they must know mario so well we need to surprise them with different things so now you've got shit like the mushroom that then like kills you instead of makes you feel Mm -hmm. you know makes you super mario you've got like um uh, there's one where, like, if you go over the flagpole, I think it's level three one. If you go, there's like a big spring at the end of the level, and you can spring over the top of the flagpole. And if you do that, and you keep running to the right, you then get warped back to world one. Oh, there's obviously there? like there's there's obviously the the inverse warp pipes as well. When you some of them that you get, where it's like you're in world minus one. Um, do you remember like level? Is it eight two? There's like the flagpole. You have to find like a hidden block, and it's a vine that goes up into the clouds and the flagpole's actually up in the clouds do you remember oh that? yeah that's right yeah mm-hmm. oh, that was actually really cool by the way mm-hmm. um so i think that's that's maybe a bit of like naivety or inexperience at creating a sequel maybe to just didn't know how to differentiate it because of course the actual mario 2 we got wasn't a sequel no it was a different game reskin so you're talking like beginning of the the nes kind you know certainly in this part of the world mario 1 right at the end of the of the nes is mario 3 it basically spanned a whole console's life cycle before they managed to actually make a proper sequel to the original game that was worthy of being called that yeah it just i think i think i'm repeating myself now it just it i guess i guess it isn't because maybe those that ethos wasn't in place by this point, but it just feels like an antithetical Mario game. It seems to go against the grain of what I would expect from a Mario game in almost every sense. Like, Nintendo are a company built on innovation, and unless they can innovate, they tend not to do things. They also, because of, like, we hear we heard from Ubisoft recently talking about their Raven Rabbids game, and they felt that they shouldn't have put a second one out on the same console. Like, Mario game like Nintendo also don't like to double dip on their consoles. They'll sort of put a game out and leave it to exist for the whole generation of the console. And you tend want to we'll probably won't get another one until which is the next yeah, one. Mostly a shame. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah. That's I just a very good point, though. I don't, I don't think the level designs are are overly great. I just think no. like what we come to like, what we come to expect from a Mario game. This is not in almost every way, shape, and form for good and ill. Yeah. Absolutely. It, like I said earlier on, it, it just doesn't flow nicely at all. No. Like, you know, that level uh, 7-3, the one where you've got the wind and those big green springs. Oh, the and you've got to fly springs, blind and, and you've yeah. got like... You go you into the sky and you've basically just got to keep going and you just hope yeah. that when you drop... Yeah. Ugh. 
There's, I mean, that's just like psychopathic level design. That is, there's just yeah. There's no thought for the player enjoying themselves there. It's no, but that that sort of brings me to like when you were talking earlier before about well, sort of combining what I'm saying about Mario being a Mario game and what you expect versus like what you're saying, like people were getting through the first one within like ten minutes. But they do that because they've played the game so much they've sort of learned to be able to anticipate things. Like that example of going into the sky with a spring, the only way you can sort of know when you're coming down is by doing it enough that you can anticipate it. Whereas before that would have been, a, you would have been able to use that to get a reward in the first Mario. You just got to use this and lost levels to, to continue. And I think, yeah, that's yeah. the kind of things that are wrong with this game to me. And that, like the being better practiced at the game in the first one and subsequent Mario games allows you to sort of make you feel like you're busting it open and almost beating the game. I know beating the game means something different in America, but you know what I mean. No, I completely agree that Mario One you will learn the ins and outs of it because of like repetition of playing through it to get better yeah. and better. This game, it's going to be the game is causing you so many you know, so much struggle that you are having to repeat levels a hundred times. I mean, Simon and I played this on the SNES version, not the, you know, we played it on the switch this time around because now we've got, now we've got save states and we've got rewind. Whereas Simon and I did this on the SNES and we were taking it in turns to do levels. And some of them towards the end of the game, we were doing, like I said, hundreds of times, just banging our heads against it, swapping it over until you're sort of, can't take it anymore you get especially that like again like that that stupid one where you've got to go into the air and there's win there even at the end of the level there's like really tight little jumps when you think all the shit's over even to get to the flagpole is is a real challenge and you, we'd fuck up that last bit so many times or the last level eight four and how long it i mean eight four first of all i think it's really hilarious how like mario one and lost levels almost all the bowser castles seem to make you come down some fucking shitty stairs <laughs> That he can't run down properly. And 8-4, I'm pretty sure there's like lava directly below you. So if yeah. you walk forwards, you have to immediately run backwards or like in the air. Otherwise, you go straight into lava at the beginning of the level. The amount of times we probably did that was like innumerate. And you'd get all the way through that level. And then Bowser's just ridiculous. There's like fire going on. There's flames coming out the ground. He's throwing hammers. He's jumping. Get all the way to the end. And then you die on him. It'd be so annoying to have to give Simon the controller after I got that far. Yeah. Whereas now, of course, I just rewound it and did it in the first try because fuck off. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I guess if we're ranking them as we go, number one is Mario, number two is Lost Levels. Exactly, yeah. Enjoy your time with your, in the nosebleed sections Lost Levels because I've got a feeling you're plummeting. Indeed. Uh, Mario 2, Super Mario Brothers 2. Mm. or Super Mario Brothers USA, as they call it in Japan. Uh, funny to... Well, not maybe not funny to note, but due to the controversy of the original manual where Birdo is listed as transvestite, at least. Some, uh, a boy who wants to be a girl or something. They, they, just yeah. it to, they just changed it to female for the manual for this game. I guess admitting it was probably a bit weird to put that in a game for children. Was that what they did? Yeah. Uh- because I, I, yeah, I couldn't quite remember. I thought they had just sort of said Birdo was male at one point and then female at one point, and then people yeah. drew conclusions from that. 
No, in the original manual, it says something like, yeah, he's a boy who either thinks he's a girl or wants to be that's, a girl. I can't remember. That's that's uh, an unusual call from Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo. Fiercely conservative company. Yeah. From a conservative country. And assigning it to what? A dinosaur thing? Yeah. In a children's game? It's very strange. So yeah, in this one, now Birdo is just female. And appears in almost every single level of the game. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I didn't actually realise, uh, the now, on the SNES version, it actually makes the use of the fact that you have two buttons for run, X and Y. So you can pick something up and run yeah, yeah. at the same time. Rather than yeah. pressing Y and then pressing Y again to throw something. You can hold the Oh, right, both. okay. Yeah, okay, so you can I get sprint you. and then throw it kind of thing. Uh, another change they made for the SNES version is that after you lose a life, you have the option to select another character. In the original NES version, you are playing that character you selected until you lose all your lives or you complete the level. Oh, are you? Yeah. Because I thought it was quite... I, I quite enjoyed and disappointed myself and got to the end and it tells you how often you've used each character. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. But you didn't use Peach at all, did you? Which I couldn't no. believe when I saw it today and you showed me that picture because she floats in the air. She's like a cheat code. I use her in almost every level except digging ones where I have to pick Toad. <laughs> oh, Toadaroo. To, to yeah, I just went straight quicker. Mario. I, 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 I don't remember using Peach very often as a kid, so I think I've just no, never gotten into the habit of using it. I didn't like luigi's jumping luigi's the very worst. much By far um, the worst, so i was like stay away from that guy mario's not the best at anything but he's not the worst at anything he's sort of a middle of the road character quite standard thought he was fine yeah and i think i think i never actually looked at, i did look it up briefly today but it was on reddit so who knows if it's true or not but uh, <laughs> toad can di- certainly dig faster than everyone else um yeah i heard it he, because he's he, apparently he moves faster he's got a he's got a longer jump but i never made use of that he's got a longer jump Interesting. I thought he had the shortest jump to compensate for the fact that he's fast. Maybe. Oh, but it's like being on the playground just, again. Just we'll not, yeah, we could look it up, but yeah, yeah. Um, you said you, you weren't as into this game. No, I. Um, obviously, it's very, very much not an actual Mario game, so therefore, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a Mario game. They obviously made visual changes, musical changes. They made it feel slightly more like mario than it would have done in its original guys but it's again it's all about a flow for me in a 2d mario game it's it has to be just an exhilarating sprint from left you didn't find having to grab the key and run to the door i I love those oh those are good yeah those and i do like the birdo fights actually Mm -hmm. there's something about that having to jump i'm not sure the other bosses are quite as good no. There's like no. the rat lad and then there's With the snake. Yeah. yeah. Um and then there's the the big dude at the end. Yeah, I just I don't know, there's just something about the feel of it that I can't get on board with enjoying as much as i would like to like like i say the the levels are too maze like some of the ones where you're going underground and you're going through different doors and you're getting lost and it's the screen's like panning that it pulls itself down when you drop down levels but if you go back up again certainly the digging bits i found that all the time like i'd start digging downwards the screen then pulls itself down mm-hmm. but then some shy guys are going to drop my head so i've got to jump yeah. back up and then the screen pulls itself back up really violently I, I, that would often really happen annoying. to me um, 
And I, I think it's interesting that I've come away from... I've, I'm, I think I'll always have a bit of a soft spot for this game, but I, I came away from this game pretty sure in the fact that it's, it's not even my favourite Mario game in this package. But I do have a soft spot for it. But I, I found the maze parts of these games less frustrating than the maze sections in, like, the quotation marks proper Mario games, where it, you would have to, like, hit a door in a certain order. Um, is it Mario 3 that does that and Mario Mario the first Mario certainly does it where you've got to go through I like the the Bowser levels where you've got to sort of you like that the yeah the one where you've got to like go under and then middle and, and you've got to sort of work out which order to do. I, I didn't mind those the ones I didn't, I didn't actually like, get to that in my notes but I was gonna say I fucking hate you hated those. them um, in lost the, levels they're even worse ones where you just have to Guess oh, I just looked them that up. You've yeah, gone the I hate right those. way, and it goes ding dong. You've done it. Yeah, but if the, you don't, you're just on a complete loop for it. I hate those. The version of that I hated was the ones that are like door mazes, and it's mm. certainly Mario Three does it. And I was mm. like, I cannot be bothered with these. The point that I was just, I was like, when I when I realised they were coming, I was like, oh, I'm looking these up because it would just be a line of eight doors. So you yeah. have to run through a door, check, is this it? No, go back through, yeah. check, is this it? <laughs> yeah, no, go back through, check, and and it's like, and then it would start moving you about. So then you think you'd got the right bit, and then actually you know you didn't. Then you're uh, no time for those. No time for those. And That's, I thought the sort absolutely of fair. the the sort of puzzle sections were slightly better in this one because I found that if you just sort of picked a direction and went, you'd eventually. Yeah, you've, I think you're right. Actually, that does. I, I did find that. A couple, I was playing this one today. Actually, it's the last one that I went to, and um, yeah, I, I do agree that sometimes if I just went all the way one way, I, I would eventually find <laughs> the, the only one in this game that's a bit of a fuck you is if you're doing some digging and you're like, you come uh, there's like a pillar in the middle that you can't dig, and you're just like, well, I've got to pick one. So you pick yep. one, you get all the way to the bottom, you're like, and it's like, nah, nah, up you go again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what is that? That yeah. is just a an f you. But you're right. Just, it's, it's just an empty hole, yeah. And then the yeah. doors on the other side. Oh yeah, god. It doesn't feel like a Mario game in the slightest. And the enemies no. don't look like they're not. Well, they are sort of retrospectively canonic, but like they're not yeah. standard Mario enemies. Like, yeah, like it doesn't feel like a one of those games. But it's it's yeah. What the hell is that like old man weasel thing? Like, what is that <laughs> supposed to be? I don't know. That has never come back, as far as I can. Like in my head, I can picture like he's never um, been in any other Mario games. The there's shy uh, guys obviously have. Is an an old man weasel in Mario Three is been is like is it Bowser's turned one of the Sultan slash kings into one of yeah, them? Yeah, that's, that's the only point. other example I can think of him because he's certainly not in any of the three D ones that I can think of. No, what a weird character. Is this the first instance of? I'm trying to think of. And a previous example of the cactus that wobbles across the screen that you can sort of pick up his head and throw it like that. I think so. Should, yeah, that maybe that is an enemy that sort of stayed the course. It of has. Time. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's definitely in Mario Three as well, isn't it? That one. Mm-hmm. And maybe I reckon maybe the sun levels in Mario oh, Three. Oh yeah, good shout. Probably Quite like the suns come from the the, the key lads. The key lads. Yeah, <laughs> they are terrifying. Absolutely yeah, terrifying. you just got to, you got to, I, 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 that's probably my favourite part of the game, to be honest. You just got, you know, you got to grab the key and just leg it. Just, yeah. you got to know where you're going because, like, even when you, if you slow down and start trying to dodge them, they will have none of that. They'll just get you. You can maybe dodge yeah. it a couple of times at speed, but there's a couple of times where I would, like, get sort of tangled up in it. If you stop moving and just try to, like, carefully jump over them, nah, nah, they're not having yeah. any of that. <laughs> and then, like, um, you know, there was, you've got to try and find a moment to either carry on holding the sprint button after you've picked it up 
or when the screen's transitioning, oh, I could probably press the sprint button now and he won't throw the key away. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they gave me like proper shit me up as a as a kid. Like I yeah. couldn't do them. Yeah, they were they were far too hard. I really like World Four in Mario Two, the one where it's like all ice, and two of the levels are probably some of the closest to a normal Mario level where you're like, one of the levels is just like an onslaught of those little flying dickheads with spears, and they're all yes. like different heights, and you've got like duck under and then jump and then duck all the time. You're skidding on ice. I love those. And then and then there's whales for some reason shooting their water at which hurts you unless you stand on it yeah if you stand on it so if you get it right up the backside, it's absolutely fine yeah. walk into it dead yeah or injured um i assume i i because i think i'm i'm going to be in agreement with you i don't enjoy the way the health works quite the no, same no 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 and it, i was just about to say that was my nigga me my next point that i really hate how random those fucking potion things are where unless you know exactly where to throw it mm-hmm like you might just throw it and get absolutely nothing. There's no mushroom there. It's just a black world. Every so often you just get a wee heart as well, just floating up the screen. There seem don't know there's... how I triggered that. No, I don't cherries. know. Tri- I think you get a star if you get like. Is it, oh, is it? Because I I just actively avoided those. <laughs> well, not avoided. Oh, okay. them. I just didn't care. Um, because yeah. the there was once I got a heart. I was when I was finishing off today. There was a heart. I went down inside one of those little pots. Yeah, and I jumped inside, and a heart started drifting up the side. But it was drifting up the side in a place I just could never get to. Yeah, like and in I was the like, wall. What well, waste that is? Yeah. Oh god, yeah, that wound me up as well. Really, yeah, really weird game. It's definitely better than what they got in Japan. It's definitely like if we're mm. now going back to ranking it again, this is now number two for me. I yes. don't think it's better than Mario One though. Yeah, I, I, I and I'm, I like, like I say, I'm, I'm always going to have a soft spot for this game. I enjoyed it. I, I. There's some. I think it's partly the noise, but there's something quite satisfying about the way the characters pick things up and throw them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I enjoyed things like the where you pull a bomb out and you've got to like time the throw so that it drops down and it would explode at the explodey walls yep. at the right place. Like there's like little bits and pieces that, it, like you're saying, Birdo fights are quite fun. Yeah. Um, there's bits and pieces that are fun, but it almost feel I. The the more I think about this game, because you and I have spoken about this game a lot over the years in different guises and various topics and things like that, but like the more I think about this game, the more I feel uneasy about even considering it in a Mario list. Does that make sense? I completely agree with that, yeah. It's a good game to me, maybe even a great game to me, but it's it's not it's it just it's like this is not your home <laughs> it's the only yeah. thing i can think of to describe it like it just feels off being in a mario list and it's almost as if things they took from this game that you were mentioning earlier like and certain enemy types or whatever kind of tie that to a to mario but they do it retrospectively rather than at the time mm-hmm. when it this is a mario game because it wasn't but now it feels i guess slightly more like one because of things like the enemy types or like picking stuff up i mean you could pick up the shells in mario 3 that's definitely going to be as a direct result of them putting it in this game or the fact that different characters do different things peach's floaty stuff luigi jumping higher like all of that has carried on a great shit and that's another thing is like shells break when they hit things in this game they don't bounce off walls and come back to you they Mm, just whatever they hit they describe it this is just coming to my head and it's, it's i was actually thinking about earlier when we were talking about the next game we've got coming up um in the summer of summer of resi spoiler 
alert. I was like going through the list of like Resident Evil games we've played, and we we're t- yeah. talking about vibes and how this doesn't feel like a Mario game. I was going through it, and it's like, oh yeah, Resi, 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 and then it was like, I started making a list of Resi likes. Can I? I was like, oh, Parasite Even. I was like, mm, it kind of is, but it's like I don't, I just don't have the Resi vibe from it. But then, like in my head, Dino Crisis, for example, is it's just a Resident. Like, that Definitely. is very much a Resident Evil game. Yeah. It's it's interesting how you get. Like, if you're to ask me to put my finger on, finger on what it is, I'm not sure I could tell you, but yeah, it's just a vibe. And Mario 2 doesn't give off a Mario vibe. No. Even For though uh, Miyamoto was working on it, and it's Nintendo developed Do- mm-hmm. Doki Doki Panic. That was them anyway. I'd love a copy of Doki Doki Panic. That might be a Famicom disc thing as well, though, I think is the only problem there. Oh, is it? I, not, don't quote me on that. But it, If I ever find myself in Japan, I'm going hunting for it. Yeah. I, I'm not, yeah. I wonder how well that did over there, whether people just didn't even pay any attention to it. I don't know. What yeah. do the characters look like? They're all like a sort of uh, like Arabian Nights style visuals in that game. Oh, yeah. I, I think they did sort of palette swap them. So the, the characteristics, I believe, are the same. They just sort of fitted them to Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Peach in a way that somehow worked. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause, yeah, because it struck me when I finished the game and you're like looking at all the enemies and all your wee pals are coming out. It's like, no, there's no toad. There's like, this, this is not the Mushroom kim- Kingdom. This is very, very well, it's different. It's a dream, right? So. Yeah. Oh, it does that thing, doesn't it? Yeah. That's why, I guess that's how they oh. get away with it. That's That yeah. was not in. I, I, if that dream sequence is in Doki Doki Panic, I'll be astounded. Because surely that's how they just were like, uh, yeah. That's why it's not a real Mario game, isn't it? It's all it. a dream. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, Mario 3. Not that many significant changes that they made to this from the, the NES version. Again, uses two run buttons. So there aren't many things you can do with that. But apparently, like, if you're holding a Koopa while you're fire Mario, like a Koopa shell, you can kill the Koopa by shooting the shell while holding it. If you press the other run button, which I don't oh, realize. Right, okay. Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, Toad's houses, you can move while he's still talking, which apparently you couldn't do before. You had to wait for him to say whatever it was. Pick a box. Its contents will help you on a, on your way. You had to wait for that to finish before you could run and grab something. Luigi is no longer just a palette swap of Mario, and now he's taller and thinner. And uh, on the status bar, you now get a coin symbol for how many coins you've got instead of a dollar sign. That is as significant as the change that like everything else is very, very like intricate right, okay. and ornate. But this is, I mean, there's surely nobody thinks anything other than this is by far the greatest game on this package. It's That's the greatest funny. Mario. It's the greatest probably game on the NES. It's yeah. a fucking work of art. It's, and it's, it's one of these, like we're, we're talking about how Super Mario Brothers is sort of still a good game, but it's shown its age. The, uh, this game is... It's not quite Mario World levels of like this could have been released today and still be good, but I think it's mm. still this is still a fantastic game. Yeah, setting the formula of having the world map with different exits, mm-hmm. different things to do is how they have made every two D Mario game since. And yeah, it, will do again. yeah, and that's the thing that jumped out to me is it just feels it feels so much more substantial than the other Mario games in this package. Absolutely. And it just feels like a more thought out, cohesive. Well, cohesive maybe not, but it just feels like a more thought out world. And then it's not they've like this is the first one that that's not just levels because it's got well, it's got the weird bits where you get attacked by the hammer lads, and then there's yeah. like the tanks later on in the game, yeah. and then 
there's the you're right there's like the the pairs thing what do you call that that's what i would have called it as a kid pairs match match two whatever yeah match two maybe yeah and then like the three slots yeah and then yeah like you say there's the the chest picking and stuff like that there's like loads of little little things that they've only just sort of they've only built on as the games have gone on yeah and then each um, world feels distinct. I was about in a to say that, this, they they started yeah. to theme things now. This was this has got to be one of the starting points for Mario games now having to have a fire world and a water world mm. and a big world and a sky world and an ice world. It's uh, it's it's a it's a tough game as well. It's it's especially towards the end, like the, yeah. the, the gauntlet of like tanks oh and airships. God, you've got to the, do at tanks. the end is not fucking about. Why are they all made of wood? I mean, yeah, just bring some matches in a. Well, you're in a fire world. Canister. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And your and your leader is Bowser, who breathes fire, and you've made everything out of wood. Is this is this like build on the idea? Like, I guess even the Cooper, the package when you open it, it's like a kids sort of acting show. So I guess yes. try to make them look like a toy, right? Yeah, that's a good. I always forget about that thing, but it is supposed to look like a play, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Mario Three is fantastic, and like oh, the music's good. The yep. like the way you can interact with shells is obviously like different from the previous Mario games. Um, yeah, flying. Of yeah, course, I don't, you can't. I don't think you can pick up shells in Lost World, Lost Levels, and no. Super Mario Brothers. So no. yeah, it's like there was one bit that really I was actually going to have. I was actually half written a text that was driving me mad. There's like a sort of underground level where you've got to like jump on a shell like have your tanuki suit or whatever grab the shell run and fly up with it to a bit and then you've got to use like drop it and use it to break blocks so you can get to a pipe and then continue the level oh yeah I given the way that towards the yeah, like seven world seven maybe i had to i had to eventually just get my pro controller out and stop using the actual little little thing because it was it was hurting my hand <laughs> um, because i i couldn't figure out and maybe i was just using the wrong buttons but what is it uh, Nintendo's different. It's basically the Xbox Y. Is that X? What um, is Y? It goes Y X B A, like in diagonal. Yeah. So order. so B is at the bottom, and then and then it's so Y, y and X. So I was using Y to sprint, X to jump. I or couldn't B figure to jump out. on the on the Switch controller. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, X couldn't... is Y. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to hold the shell. And tap the button to make his little fly. Oh, I see. Go. Yes. So I was. Yes. Like, so I ended up having to put my controller on my desk, get him in, get him in spot, and then like hold the button and then tap it and then use my thumb to to make him move because I just couldn't figure out how to fly and hold a shell at the same time. But the game wanted right. me to do that. So you had the tanuki suit and you needed a shell to break some bricks yeah so basically there's like a there's say imagine a long corridor and there's like a hole halfway along the corridor and you have to fly up the hole and when you fly up the hole there's bricks blocking uh access to a pipe so you have to grab the shell fly up the hole throw the shell i could have just land because just used your tail i could have just used my tail Well, that's that's that then. That's why I couldn't do it. Because you you have figured a method if, of playing that game out that I don't think anyone else has ever done. <laughs> like, yeah, that. Oh, I wish I'd seen that. That's outstanding. 
if you want to see me figure that out as I'm describing the scenario, watch the video version of this podcast. Watch the YouTube version, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's three. So for me, this goes three, one, two lost levels. I'm assuming it's the same for you, is it? Or is two higher than one? Nah. Th- oh. Yeah. I think they're different. For me, it depends how you present the question. So what do I want to play right now? It goes three two one lost okay if i'm talking about like what's a more important game and probably what's a probably what's a better game i.e like considering where they're in their time it's Mm -hmm. probably three one two lost i feel yeah there's something about one on this package that makes it feel slightly you know better than playing it on the nes which feels very very dated certainly Mm -hmm. um and like I say, Mario Two. I will. It's I will say enough, but yeah. yeah, I think it's. I think it's Mario One. May even be. May also be lost levels. There's like a night sky, sort of uh, background to that game yeah. that I think looks amazing. Yes. It's like there's like the castle, and then it's like a really nice deep. It's almost like a bluey black, and then they've got yeah, stars and stuff in the background. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I would, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was actually looking at it, thinking, I wish I had some of that for my wall. <laughs> That's one of the biggest like graphical sort of additions, I would say. They made that, and like in the the castles where they started putting like portraits of Bowser on the wall mm-hmm. and like more statues and stuff in the yeah. background. Like they really added a lot to those levels as well. But Tell you what, I mean, yeah, three can- is just. So good. Three's excellent. Um, it's, it's three, isn't it? That's got the eventually when you get to world eight and you start running out and there's like the the laser statues of Bowser. Yeah, they kept absolutely messing me up, and then they just stopped at some point. I I couldn't figure out what was setting them off. Is there something that sets them <laughs> I off? Don't, don't know. Because the first just like be. couple times I got near them, I had to be like full sprint to not get zapped. And then, like, there was, like, the third time I, I encountered them, I was basically jumping in front of it, and it wasn't doing anything. Hmm. Certainly won't be a bug, because there won't be... There won't be no, it'll just bugs be... Bugs like that in this game. Yeah. I was just... Like, you just think of all the things it introduced. Like, even now, they're still popping yeah. in my head. Like, booze. There's yeah. another thing that just came in in this game. Yeah. It's, it, it's the, the things flutes. like... Oh, so, yeah. A lot of what you see... Like so, if if Super Mario Brothers paved the way for the video game industry to become what it was today, like three is the one that you see them really starting to build the format that Super, oh, that Mario has become. And I think it's it's yeah. such an a. Uh, it's funny how the sort of couple games before that were so different, and then this just sort of fully formed idea just plops into existence, and it's basically the template. Even even for the the 3d mario games it's basically the template that they've got to this day yeah because they copied that i mean mario galaxy was slightly different but then you look at like well mario 64 you're still going into the levels for a painting yeah mario galaxy 2 they basically just did a world map again all the new super mario brothers ones do a world map like mario 3 mario world obviously did so yeah this this broke the mold for mario games moving forward for good have to sort of watch myself from time to time because I've got this little tendency to be to slip into hyperbole when we're talking about games that we've just finished playing. But I, I, I genuinely don't know if it's possible to sort of overstate how good and how important this package is. But certainly Mario yeah. Three, yeah, 
I mean, the package as well, as you say. What, what an incredible piece of work they did yeah. to give SNES players a way to access like properly redone versions of every single one of the games that, that feel right but look incredible compared to their originals. How much of a shame is it that how much obvious like love, care and attention this version of All-Stars got and then they did the 3D version? I mean, it's a disgrace. They and should it was just disgusting. still be ashamed of that. They were. They should have been ashamed of how they did this in 2010, as we said earlier, for the Wii version. Even more so, the one that no longer exists and can no longer be purchased by anyone legally. That was out for six months and had <laughs> just shit versions of all the games except Galaxy. That um, the, that sort of rubbish package release of that sort of 3D Mario's is one of the two genuine vitriol i've received on twitter like abuse from people because i said that i I thought the ports were lazy and i didn't think they put any effort into it (laughs) and i got so much i did i said i did that on like a GameSpot comment and i got i like went on it was either twitter or instagram went on later on and i just had some boy had just taken a taken taken issue with my opinion that this wasn't a good package and just gone to absolute town on me they will so, get you for everything. Doesn't matter what you're talking about. Some Nintendo fan will get you. Even if you're right, which most of the time you will be. Yeah. Right, let's do a music tier list. Yeah, let's do it. It won't be in the right order because for some reason Tier Maker is never in the right fucking order. But let's do the Mario 1 Overworld to start with. first comment on here says best music ever made 10 out of 10 (laughs) it's certainly up there with some of the most iconic yeah i think i'm gonna go it's it's so iconic and blah 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 but i think for me it's just an a see i made the mistake last time of miscategorizing mumbles mountain you so did? then I was, I, I was. What do we put of, that as? B, maybe. B. Yeah. I don't want to. Why do I was just a fine? <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Underworld is our next track. very like very simple and it works and again it's iconic but that's it yeah so for me right i've already decided where it's going so i can't be swayed i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go c oh you're joking (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm going to see as well (laughs) that drum beat is good yeah but it's like the loop is eight Eight or nine seconds. I love the did it did it did it. 
Yeah, it's do, like do, do, Jaws do, do, or something, do. isn't it? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Castle. Oh no! Actually, let's do swimming. soothing isn't it yeah it is yeah i i wonder if i like you know it's not gonna happen i hope but you know if i was to drown i'd like to hope that this is the last thing i heard as, I was <laughs> as, you, as you when you get your brain swelling up whatever you start yeah. hallucinating or whatever it is that you do when you drown I'll, I'll hear this please um i'm gonna go b for that one it's probably the better underwater of, of the two we're gonna be looking at i don't love this i'm gonna put it c Okay. I was te- actually no. I'm doing it. I'm putting it D. I'm going controversial. Whoa! Okay. Don't really don't I, like I, it. I, I just. It's, it's I think it's. I, do you know what I think it is? I think it's my inner hate for Mario Water levels coming yeah, well, out that's here. Fair. Just, that's fair. Which we actually haven't ta- touched on here, but I think I've moaned about it enough over the years. Well, of Hello, course, Cola. there is always the fact that uh, that you know the um, the squid like the the blue the pink squid things in underwater mm-hmm. levels if you walk on the bottom of the level they can't get you they Can can't they, they don't their animation or whatever their their coding will not let them go to the bottom of the screen so they'll you can just walk under them so walk just walk along the bottom for all those levels you'll be fine now let's listen to the castle music I mean, this is certainly anxiety-inducing. Yeah, it could be a good metal song. I've always thought that, like, the the two pieces of melody, like mm-hmm. the and the don't don't work together at all. No, they're they almost discordant. like fighting yeah. against each other. Yeah, it's discordant exactly. I don't. That's love this. D for me. I think that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely horrible. It's going D for me too. Right. That's Mario 1. Mario Lost Levels is the same music because, as we said earlier, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so now we need to find... Uh, I didn't put it in this one, actually, in our tier list, but the player select music for Mario 2 is fucking quality. Don't know why I didn't put it in there. I'm scum. <laughs> Time for the Mario 2 overworld. I love that bass line. This reminds me of being in like a. If I was playing Red Dead and walked into a tap, like the pub, what'd you call it? 
Angus Saloon. Yeah. Yeah. One of the cool things about the NES version of this is that if you paused it, you would just hear the bass line. Oh, that not is the, cool. Not the melody, so like, do, 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 do. This is a much more substantial song than the previous yes. ones. Yes. There is no question in my mind, this is fucking S. This is probably, I think, potentially my favorite OG 2D Mario, other than Mario World, song ever. <sighs> it's my favorite one so far. I'm waiting to see if um, something else gets close to that. But yeah, I agree. That is it's such a funky Straight piece of music. There. Yeah, it's excellent. We need to like find the cave stuff. Here's two. Player select, overworld, underworld. Yes. It just doesn't have as much as we stuck it down in D. Like, there's no part of this song that has the same. To me. Oh, I put that as a C. But this one, Mario 2 Underworld, is, is 100%. What's it today? Mario 2 Underworld. I'm actually glad I put it as a, a C because it means I've got room to play with an D. Oh, no, I've got two Ds already. Um, me too. Where are we? I've got Castle called... and Mario Bros. 2 Underworld. I think it's like the orange looking one. Second one. Along. That's it. You're D, and I think I'm going to D it as well. I'm up to three Ds. Maybe I've, I I feel like I've been harsh to that music, that underwater music, but I'm I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I think you were. Uh, we need to find the the birdo or the boss music, whatever they boss music. Birdo, birdo, there we go. As a boss music, this is better. This is better than the, the castle in Mario One. Oh, um, I, I will that, say actually. no. I mean, I think it definitely pumps. It, it pumps you up because you know you're about to fight yeah. Birdo every time it kicks mm -hmm. in. So I think for that, I will. It drags itself back up to a C, but it don't do much more than that. <sighs> I'm gonna give it a D again, which is. Mad that I've got so many Ds because I like the music in Mario. <laughs> Don't know what I'm doing here. Again, it's relative, right? Yeah. Let's do the Mario three. Are we on Mario three now? Three, three, three. We're on three, three now. Yet yeah. we need the Exactly. Couldn't be bothered to do all of these. I think this is the best of the map one. Another great bass line there hiding underneath all of it. Nice, simple loop. I'm going to give that one an A. A for you. Yeah, because it's just, that is a, a lovely, again, we say it quite a lot, and it's like a lovely little warm pair of slippers. Just slipping them on an A. Ah, here we go. Mario 3 kicking in. It's going to slip it into the B. You're doing it a B, are you? Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. It is. It's just sort of, the, it's a comfortable sort of return home song. What have we got next? 
Overworld, Mario Bros. 3 Overworld. Yep. So chill it's like reggae in it almost yeah so good quite a short loop again yeah but a good one i think i think i'm gonna give it an s s yeah i'm full agreement with that two overworlds for me my s's yeah right athletic second part of it is arguably better i reckon and it, it it starts itself back up again really nicely where it kind of builds it up <laughs> oh i think it's just about an a for me an a. quite fits into the it's not quite as good as the uh s as the oh, it's getting an s for me oh yeah I'm, i love that one Right. Are we well, heading underwater? Yeah, lads and lasses, I think the good stuff is done. <laughs> <laughs> Three more to go. Don't hold your breath. This is like trippy. The other one's like relaxing. This is a bit yeah. more fucked up. I think it's the synthiness to it. Yeah. Well, there's that to, I mean, to consider. We've got the SNES sound chip that's yeah. very much not chip tune compared to the NES. Some of these songs were probably better originally. I think this, I think that's going to be a C. Don't C. hate that, but it's, it's not great. I oh, see. I'm thinking. I really like to move retrospectively because I quite like to move this underwater up to C. Okay. And put this underwater in at D. That's fair. Because I think that, because I was like, I want to put this at D, but I also think the previous Mario water music was better. So in it goes. It was better. Uh, so Two we've got to Castle go. and Airship left. So let's yeah. I've got Airship right here. So let's go with that. All right.
lot of pomp in this one. It's funny though. It's just like because you played it so much. As soon as that starts, I can I just get like a visual cue in my brain of Mario running, jumping on the anchor. Yeah, just pulling himself up. They have certainly done good things with this in le- in like more modern Mario games where they just like slip it in every now and again. Yeah. Again, this a really short loop. Like really considering... short. I think of all of them, this sounds the least like a, an old school video game console. Does that like that trombone? Hmm. I think. Where are you thinking? I think that goes B because what's there is pretty effective. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's evocative of like how grandiose you're in the air on a fucking ship. And you're going to destroy it and fall yeah. right down to the ground, but it's just it's just short. And they've done, like I said, they've done a lot of good stuff with it in more recent Mario games, like dropping it in in like Mario Odyssey and some of the Mario Karts and stuff. But um, yeah. I think effective bang is, middle. I think effective is what puts it B for me. Like yes. I, if you're like actual like composition and quality to me, it's it's more C. But like if you group it together with its sort of bigger whole, it's a B. Yeah, it's like it's. It, it's limited by the hardware it's created on, but if you close your eyes yeah. and sort of imagine it being like really epic and orchestral, it kind of works. Yep. Fortress. Probably to try and give you the ghostly feel, like because of the booze yeah. introduction in this game, maybe it's atmospheric more than being an actual. Yeah, like I think that on its own, there's like songs in this tiered list on their own. I'd happily listen to this. I I wouldn't be sitting listening to this in my room. No, I think this is going D for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to join you. Slapping it in at D. That brings us to the end of the. I love those tiered the music lists. They're good yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have got in D. I've got the Mario Brothers Castle, Mario Two yes. Underworld, Mario Three Castle, C tier. I've got Mario One Underworld, Two Mario Bros. Two Birdo, Mario Three Underwater, B Mario Underwater, Mario Three Airship. A Mario One Overworld, Mario Three Map, Mario Three Athletic, and in S tier. The Mario 2 Overworld and the Mario 3 Overworld. Two absolute classics. Yes. What have you got? Um, Fewer A's than me. You've got a more bottom-heavy list. Um, yeah, so I've got, in D tier, I've got Super Mario Bros. 3 Underwater, Super Mario 3 Castle, two Mario 2 Boss, Mario Bros. 2 Underworld, and the Mario Bros. Castle in D. C, I've plopped for... Super Mario Brothers Underworld and Super Mario Brothers Underwater. B, I've got Super Mario Brothers 3 Map and Super Mario Brothers 3 Airship. And A tier, I've slapped in Super Mario Brothers Overworld. And my S tier, I've got Overworld for Super Mario Brothers 2, Overworld for Super Mario Brothers 3, and Athletic for Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, yeah, of course. Although the airship is effective, it's an absolute crime. You've got that in the same tier as... Yeah, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> that doesn't feel but, right. Oh, well. Oh, well. 
Have we anything else to discuss about these games? I uh, guess. I don't think we, so. Oh, I haven't. No. We have torn it apart. It is. It was a wonderful old time going back to it. Um, I mean, it's great having these on the Switch on the SNES yeah. thing. Really, a couple of interesting there. personal revelations. I.e., like I knew I wasn't going to like the lost levels. Maybe didn't hate it as much as I thought I did, but I still don't think it's good. And I sort of <laughs> you've done it now. Though, that's the game yeah. badge you've got. Exactly, and if I'm being honest with myself, as much as I, I love Super Mario Brothers 2, I think there are plenty better Mario Brothers. Because I think I used to go around telling people it was my favourite Mario game. It's not. It's not It's not even close. <laughs> but it's still a really, really good game. And I had a great time playing it. Um, I suppose that brings us to the end of our journey here today. Time to pack up and mosey on home so that we can get ready for the next game we have on our docket, which I believe brings us to our now traditional summer of resi and first up we have the resident evil 2 remake which i haven't played in a few years so i'm looking forward to getting back into that Uh, yeah uh i think i did both the both the campaigns the first time around but i think the the reason i'm probably most keen to play this is that this is a real strong contender for what i think is probably the best resident evil game ever Oh, the remake of this. Okay. So I'd be interested to see how now how I feel about it versus four remake and the original and yeah. Maybe on our sort of podcast compendium of madness list where basically we list all the games that we're covering and have covered, we should add yeah. a an ongoing Resident Evil tiered list to that and we'll rank one I think so, every yeah. time. What we'll do we could do in the next episode is we'll we could do a quick ranking of the games we've already covered. Yeah. And then we'll add every time we do a Resident Evil game to it. Yeah, it's going to be so hard. Not to get the bottom one, because I think we'll all agree it's five. (laughs) um, (laughs) Or is it zero? I see it's hard. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think we can also safely add six to the list as well, because we did play a lot of it for the podcast. We just didn't make an episode out of it because we hated it so much. Yeah, well, we only played like half of the first scenario of three. It's a massive game. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it's a big long one, isn't it? Yeah, we only did some of Leon before we got sick of the bullshit. And that's There's the only so that. many times I can be highly entertained by Leon. Was he suplexing and drop kicking people? Oh, and the sort of shuffling back on his back that he can do. I enjoyed that. Oh yeah, you can just does like yeah, just like a backwards dive, and then you can just kind of yeah. roll around. Yeah, um, yeah, we've got that coming up. So we've got we're we're penciling in for three Resident Evil games. So we'll see how many we until can until the end through. of yeah until the end of August. We reckon that's doable. Three mm-hmm. three games across the summer. But the next launch, you'll have to wait and see what they are. Yeah, it's a secret. Um, <laughs> if you if you have enjoyed what you've heard today, and even if you didn't, please subscribe to us on your podcast feed of choice, and then do us a favor and leave us a five star review if you prefer to see while you hear. You can also head over to our YouTube channel where you can catch our video version of the podcast. Beyond that, we'd love to hear from you all, so please send any questions or thoughts over to our email address, a winner is you pod at gmail.com or you can keep us keep up to date with the latest goings on here at a winner is you towers by following us on Twitter at winner is you pod or give either myself or Alex a follow on Twitter at David Smiley one and at Super Thrillix, where you can be treated to whatever word vomit comes to our minds at any particular moment. We don't so our threads as long as you've not used up all your uh, rate limit. Or your rate limit. Um we do have threads, but it's the same as our Instagram, which is Winners You podcast, I think. From my side, 
I continue to write my weekly newsletter, so head over to supersmiley.substack.com and subscribe so I can send you a weekly email about the interesting news going on across the games industry. Alex, have you got anything going on? You have Video Game Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's coming up on, well, we're recording on Thursday. That should be out on Monday. What's the topic I always like? Controversial games. Controversial games. Yeah, so this will this will go out the day we record. So we'll see if anybody listening knows that I'm going to pick the Wind Waker. Yes, that's the right choice. I don't think they're going to think I'm going to like. I don't think they're going to have that in their head as a controversial no, that's, game. But that's, we all know that it is. That's the correct choice, Zelda. Yeah. Exactly. And on that bombshell, I've been David. He has been Alex, and we have been a winner's you. And I'm out. Keep gaming. <laughs>